Hey everybody, nice to see you. And um, a special mazel tov to Alka Rotman and Jerry on the, on the wedding of her daughter Tehila last week. Shabbat to build a bias name on uh, we began the Hakdama of the Ramban last week, so in this handout, which you have, we are on the second page of the handout, so just turn over the front page to the second page, and we are one, two, three, four, five, six lines down. At the very beginning of the, of the line, it starts with Va'al Kol Panin, Va'al Kol Panin, that's where we got up to. Okay, do you need a handout? Yes? There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, second page, six lines down, the alcohol pony. And on any account, the Ramban's question is, it seems that it would be fitting to write at the very beginning of the Sefer Bereshis, that Hashem spoke to Moshe all of these things, and then it should say, Bereshis bar Elohim. Right, so God spoke to Moses the following, Bereshit Barah, like it says everywhere else in all the other Sifrei Nevim. And what the Ramban is saying is, why is the Torah written just straightforward Bereshit and there's no introduction? Because first of all, the Torah was meant to be written Stam, which literally means plain, but here it means to say anonymously. Because Moshe Rabbeinu didn't write the Torah like he was speaking on his behalf, on his own behalf. Like we see in other books of Nevi'im where they mention themselves. For example, it says in the Sefer Yechezkel, quote, Vayhi devar Hashem Eli lemur ben Adam. So Yechezkel says that the word of Hashem came to me and he said, Ben Adam, son of man, etc. And it says with Yirmiyahu Hanavi, Hoya devar Hashem Eli lemur. Hashem word was to me, it came to me saying, so you see this in the other Nevi'im, but we don't see it here at the beginning of the Torah. Avamoshu Rabbeinu Kosav, Toldos Kol Hadoros HaRishonim. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote all of the happenings of the earlier first generations of history. V'yichus Atzmo, and he wrote his own yichus, like his own family, genealogy and lineage. V'toldoso, and occurrences of mikrov and happenings, kishlishi hamidaber, like someone speaking in third person. He's a narrator. 
he's talking in third person. When he, gets, when he gets to the part in the Torah about his own birth, he writes that Moshe was born and Aaron was born, like just talking about somebody else. So he's speaking Kishlishi Hamidabra, what we say in English, third person. V'lochein Yomar. Therefore, when Moshe Rabbeinu records that Hashem spoke to him later, it says, Vayidabra Elokim El Moshe. And Hashem spoke to Moshe, Vayomer Elav, and he said to him, He doesn't say, and Hashem spoke to me. Vayidabra Hashem Eli. But he spoke to Moshe, third person, Kimidaber Ba'ad Shnayim Acherim, like he's talking about two other individuals, so to speak, Hashem, individual, and Moshe. And because the Torah is written in this format, with Moshe as third-person narrator, so we don't find Moshe's name mentioned in the Torah until he's born. And then he's mentioned as he's being born and comes into the world like somebody else is talking about him. So first the Ramban is saying what simply is. He's making the observation. This is how the Torah is written. There's no Vayidabar Hashem Eli at the beginning of the Torah. Now he's got to kind of go into why that is the case. But first, he says, maybe you'll have a, a kasha, a question on what I'm saying. Va'al yikshah alecha inyan Mishnah Torah don't be concerned about a question regarding Sefer Devorim, which is called Mishnah Torah, because there you will find that Moshe Rabbeinu speaks for himself in first person. So for example, el Hashem, and I daven to Hashem. And now, now he's going to first person all of a sudden. Or v'espalo el Hashem v'omer, I daven to Hashem, and I said. So that seems to be in conflict with what we're saying. Runs through the first four books of the Torah. Says ki techilas hasefer hahu, because if you take a look at the beginning of Sefer Devorim, the very beginning, it says ele hadevorim asher diber Moshe el kol Yisrael. Third person. These are the words which Moshe spoke to the Jewish people. And then it's like saying, quote, And then he's saying the words as if he said them. So it would be like saying, these are the words which so-and-so, let's say, we'll, we'll use my, these are the words which Moshe spoke. What did Moshe say? Moshe said, I daven to Hashem saying. So it's not a question, say for Devorim. It's still spoken in third person. It's just that the third person is introduced at the very beginning of the book of Sefer Devorim. Okay, so now that we've established that Moshe Rabbeinu was talking this way in the Torah, let's go in, into it in the Ramban and see what is the case, why that's the case. V'hata'am. And the reason is, Liksivas HaTorah B'Lashon Hazeh, for writing the Torah in this manner, Mipnei Shekodma Libriyas Olam, because the Torah preceded the world. 
the Torah preceded the creation of the world. Ein sorech lomar Most certainly it preceded the birth of Moshe Rabbeinu. Kamosha bolanu bekavola, as we have through our tradition. And what does it say in Chazal? Shehoyasa kesuva be'esh shechora agabe esh levana. That this Torah that preceded the creation of the world was some existing thing, and it was called black fire on white fire. Esh shechora agabe esh levana. Vehine Moshe kesofer hamaatik. Misefer Kadmon. That's the key word. If you want to underline something, that's the key phrase here. Moshe is like a scribe who is copying from a pre-existing book. So I'll say it again. Moshe kesofer hamaatik misefer kadmon v'kosev. He is like a sofer who has a pre-existing book. He's looking at it and he's copying what the book says. Right, so here I am. I'm a sofer, I'm looking at this book, and I see the first word, I write the word, second word, I write the word. What's happening is that we don't want to give the impression that the Torah started now. Hashem el Moshe lemor elokim would sound like this is when the Torah started, when it was revealed to Moshe. But the Ravana is saying, no, the, the Torah predated the world. So, we want to give that impression that Moshe Rabbeinu is simply taking a pre-existing work and he's copying from it. And that's why he starts off, Bereshus for Elohim, as opposed to Vayidabar Hashem, a lie, to me speaking. That way we know that he's writing something that already existed before. That's how the Ramban answers his question. So he's writing it like a sofer who is kosev, who is writing and copying. Ma'atik means to, uh, to copy, to transfer. V'lochem kosav stam. Therefore he, wrote, he writes the Torah anonymously and doesn't introduce himself at the beginning. Avozeh emes uborurhu. And it is clear and true. Shekol HaTorah, the entire Torah, mitachila sefer Bereshis. From the beginning of the book of Bereshis, ad le'enei kol Yisroel, until the last words of the Torah, which are to the eyes of all of Israel, higia mipiv shalak hadash borofu lo'azno shamosha. That it went from the mouth of Hashem kivyachol to the ear of Moshe. Ki'inyin shenamar lo'halon, as it says, now this is not a quote from the Torah, but it's the Ramban is trying to bring across an idea from Yirmiyahu. Mipiv yikro elai, he calls to me from his mouth. Eskol hadevorim ho'ela, he reads to me all these things. Va'ani kosev al hasefer bidio, and I write them in a book, in a scroll, with ink. Now that's the sofer of Yirmiyahu Hanavi saying those words. The Ramban is saying, the same thing applies to Moshe Rabbeinu, that he's the sofer, he's God's scribe, transferring the, these words of Torah into the Torah scroll. Hodio, techila, inyan brias hashamayim ve'oretz v'chot So first, Hashem made known to Moshe 
the nature of the creation of the heavens and earth and all of their legions, meaning everything that's contained in the heavens and the earth. Klomar, Bereath Kol Nivra, Hashem made known to Moshe the creation of every single thing. Every single thing, that means literally everything. Ha'oyonim, both the higher realms, v'hatachtonim, and the lower realms as well. V'gam kein kol ha'ne'amar b'nevua memase merkava. And also everything that can be said or was said in the prophecy of Masa Merkava, which literally means the chariot. Now that's considered to be Sodos HaTorah. The secrets of the Torah, the deepest secrets of the Torah are called the chariot, the Masa Merkava. That is the Merkava which Yecheskel Hanavi saw in his vision, the great Mara of the Merkava up above in Shemaim. When the, when the Chachamim referred to Maisa Merkava, they're talking about the deepest secrets of the Torah, and we're not even allowed to teach that to another person. A person has to come to that on their own. Umasa Bereshis, and also Masa Bereshis, which is another facet of secrets of Torah, referring to all the secrets of creation. So Hashem made known to Moshe everything, Every created thing above and below, all secrets of reality, all secrets of Torah, which is called Maisem Rakov and Maisem God gave over to Moshe, Vahamakubo, Baham Lechachamim, and all of those things, which is known al pi Kabbalah in tradition and transmission from Chachamim, from, from one to the next, that all goes back to what Moshe Rabbeinu received from Hashem. Im told us arba hakocho shebetachtoni, and with the properties of the four literally powers of below of the lower world, and it's as opposed to putting better English words on that, it'll come clear once we say what they are. So the four powers are koach hamachatzavim, that is the koach of inanimate objects what's known as domain, v'koach tzimche ha'adama, and the powers of plants, tzomeach, v'nefesh ha'tenua, and the soul of moving things, that refers to animals, chai, v'nefesh ha'medaber, and the soul of speaking beings, that's intelligent beings, human beings. So these four levels of creation, you might, re- might see them referred to in other works as domain, someach, chai, medaber. Inanimate, plant, animal, speaking. Speaking means human. And the Ramban has his own terminology for that. Machatzavim refers to domain, inanimate. Tzemach, of course, is someach. Tenua, that means moving about, that's an animal. And medaber is a person. So these four levels of creation, Hashem made known completely to Moshe Rabbeinu. B'kulam ne'amar Moshe Rabbeinu b'ri'asam. Hashem explained to Moshe their creation. U'mahusam, and their essence, right? The essence of these things, the inner essence. V'kochosam, and all of their forces. U'ma'asehem, and everything that happens to them. Va'afisas ha mehem, and the decomposition 
of those things which decompose and deteriorate and disintegrate, which is part of the life process, decomposition and disintegration. Vahakol nichtav b'Torah, and this is all written in the Torah. So you might say, where? Right? Where, do you, where does it say that? Right. So b'Perish, it's either written explicitly, o b'Remez, or it's hinted to in the Torah. And most of those things that he just mentioned are all b'Derech Remez. It's all hinted at. Only a few of them are said openly. Now he's going to explain that a little bit. Kvar Amu Rabbosenu, the Chachamim said, Hamishim Sha'ari Bina Nivra'u Ba'olam. There were 50 gates of Bina that were created in the world. The Kula Nimsaru Lamosha Chutzme Echad. And all 50 gates of Bina, of understanding, were conveyed to Moshe Rabbeinu from Hashem except for one. So 50 minus one. Shinamar, as it says, and you made him lacking a little bit from God. That means everything except for one thing. Not one gate he didn't give to him. So what is the idea here? In the creation of the world, there are 50 gates of Bina. Ke'ilu ke'ilu namar, as if it were to say, she'yihiya bibriyas hamachatzav sha'ar bino echad. One gate would be the gate of understanding of domain, all inanimate objects. That would be one gate, one sha'ar. Rocks, water, inanimate things. V'kocho, its power, v'toldosav, its properties, and in the creation of the plant world of growing things would be another gate of Bina that was known to Moshe. Each gate is vast, right? The plant world is a whole world of, a whole universe of study. And another gate for trees. It's interesting he distinguishes plants from trees. But he does. And he says there's another gate for all trees. Ubibriyas hachayos sha'ar echad. And in the creation of animals and the animal kingdom, there's one gate. Ubibriyas ha'ofos sha'ar echad. And in the creation of birds, there's one gate. V'chein bibriyas ha'shratzim. And in the creation of creeping things on the world, in the world. Ubriyas ha'dogim and in the creation of fish. From there you rise up, meaning from inanimate, plant, tree, animals, birds. From there you go up to the speaking gate, that's human beings. To understand the secret of the soul of a, of a human being. And to know its essence and its power in its chamber, which seems to mean in the body, right? The soul within the, its chamber is the, the goof. And to even reach a level which the Chachamim described, and it said, this is in a book called the Hecholos, which is a book of Kabbalah, 
and it says, Gonev Adam Yodeya Umakirbo, that a person who understands people so well that if somebody steals, Yavaganif, this person who understands deeply human beings could, could look at that person's face and know they're a Ghana. Simply by looking at his face. Noef Adam, Yodeya Umakirbo. If a person committed adultery, you could look at his face and know that he was an adulterer. Nechshad al Hanida, a person who was suspicious of having relations with a Nida, a menstruating woman. Yodeya Umakirbo. You could see, look at, and know that. Meaning that there would be such profound understanding of a human being that was given to Moshe Rabbeinu, he could simply look at somebody and know exactly everything about them. You have a similar, similar thing that's said about the Arizal, the Ari HaKadosh, that he would see letters on people's foreheads and he would know exactly what they were doing. So people used to go into him like this, because I'm not sure if that really worked, because who are you hiding from? So they were kind of afraid to do that. But you see that there are great, truly great people reach such madregas that they can see something on somebody's face and know exactly everything about them. <laughs> so that was given over to Moshe Rabbeinu. Gedola Mikulan, then over and above all of these, Shemakir Bechol Ba'alei Keshafim, is to know every single thing about sorcery and witchcraft. Now that's all kochos hatuma, right? Those are tumadic things, but Hashem made them known to Moshe because they're part of reality. They're part of the world that we live in, even though in our time it's very, very um, watered down. And from there, he rises up to all the spheres of heaven and all of their legions. Ki echad mehem sha'ar acher. In every single category, there is a gate of wisdom. Now, if you ask me why the Ramban switched from the Lashon of Bina to Chachma, I don't know, but he did. And each gate of wisdom is different than the other one. They're, they're, they're own independent categories of wisdom. And the total number of all of these things Makubo lahem al hakabola, which is known to us, al pi kabola shehem chamishim chutz me echad, is forty nine, fifty minus one. So that's what was made known to Moshe Rabbeinu, which is essentially everything that exists in reality was made known to him in all of its depth and all of its essence. He knew everything, except for one. So what's that one? Right. The Ramban wants to know, what is that one gate that he was not given to know? Ve'efshar, she'yihiyeh hashar hazeh b'yidiyas habore yis'aleh. It's possible, he says, that gate was knowing God. Shalom nimsar l'nivra, which is not given over to any created being. There's only one being who can know God, as the Ramchal says, and that's God himself. It's impossible to understand Hashem, even Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Ravam says, Efshar. He's not convinced that that's the gate. He is convinced no one can understand Hashem. That's of course true. But maybe that's the one gate that wasn't given over to him. Yediyas Habore. 
Now, you may, be, you may have a question on that because it says 50 gates were created. And that would mean that Yediyas Habore, knowledge of God, was created. That would not be an accurate statement because knowledge of God is not created. Like Hashem himself, it always was and always is. Knowledge of birds and malachim, that's created. They're created things. God's knowledge isn't created. He always existed. So he's asking Akasha, why does it say 50 were created? It should say 49 were created, and the, 50, the 50th gate always was. So he says, Don't worry about that. Ki al harov yidaber. The statement is referring to the majority. 49 out of 50 were created, that's sufficient. The majority were created. The 50th gate, Hashem's knowledge, was not created. That last gate, Yediyas Habore, which no one can know, that's not a created thing. And this number 49, it is hinted at in the Torah, explicitly, the 49 days of the counting of the Omer, Armarames to these 49 gates, Ubisfiras Hayovel, the 49 years that lead up to Yovel, is also a remez to these 49 gates, Kasher Agid Bosod Bahagi Isham Baratzon HaKadosh Baruchu, and I will tell over the secret of that when I reach that place in this commentary, Bezras Hashem. So he has a vision of what he's going to write, and of course he does, and there he talks about. Uh, is the sod of those things. Okay, so that's the stopping point, which we've said a lot. Any questions or comments on that? Yeah, Dory, please. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. One one possible thing is that. It could be referring to Navua, Rosha Rabbeinu, that Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest Navi, which he was, and there was no other Navi in knowledge like Moshe Rabbeinu, which was all-encompassing. Shlomo HaMelech did not have that Madrega of Navua, but relative to human wisdom outside of that range, there was no Chacham like Shlomo. That's something which is pa- Possible. Right. And certainly Moshe Rabbeinu did as well. Right. Uh, because that's part of everything that was known to him. So Shlomo knew all that, but he's not in the Geder of Navi. So outside of Moshe Rabbeinu's realm of Navi, you have the wisest person is Shlomo Hamela. But I'm just speculating. I'm not sure if that's the correct way to look at it, but it's possible. Yeah. Elkamini, yeah, please. When he brought the Sefer Torah, first of all, he brought down Luchos. That's what he really brought down was the tablets. And they were of a miraculous nature because the the letters were fully engraved in them in a miraculous way. But those were physical things, the Luchos. And according to the Ramban, when he came down from Harsinai, he then wrote the Torah at that point from the beginning of Veratius till there. And then he wrote the rest of the Torah later. And that's a physical Torah on parchment with ink as, 
as we know it. So what he got up there was everything represented in this physical Torah. Uh, everything that it hints to, all the secrets of the universe, he got that up there. When he gave us the Torah, it's talking about the scroll, the actual scroll that we have, that we have to this day. Yes, the Sefer Torah was placed next to the Aron Bris in the Mishkan. Mm -hmm. And then we copied that, another one from that one? Yeah, when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, on the day that he died, on the last day of his life, he wrote 13 Sifrei Torah. You heard me correctly, that's right. It's a nace, right? It takes a year to write a Sefer Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote 13 Sifrei Torah in one day, one for each Shevet, one for Shevet Levi. And it was those Sifrei Torah that were used from that time on as the format to write a Sefer Torah from. Now that went through history for a pretty long time, and then in the time of Ezra, um, he, Ezra HaSofer, wrote Sifrei Torah, and he made sure that we had everything correct. And in Ezra's time, he wrote Sifrei Torah, and his, which is about 2,500 years ago. His Sefer Torah was used as the format for the rest of history, all, all the way up into the time of the Rishon, and they had Torahs that were copied from that earlier Sefer of Sephorim of Ezra HaSor. We don't have those anymore. Yeah, Rebison, please. One of the same question, but about Rabbi Akiva, because someone said that Rabbi Akiva knew things that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know. Right. So then with that, maybe. Right. And to, when Moshe Rabbeinu asked to see Hashem's Kavod, how do we ask that? Is, that? is that referring to the 50th level that he was asking for? It, it seems like it. When he says, Harani Eskvodecha, and Hashem says, you cannot see me, a, a person who sees me will die, and so you can see my back, not my front, so all of that, uh, you know, prophetic and uh, all those, those deep things. So he's, letting, he's not letting him see something. But, then but it seems like it, he did let him see something that he didn't know before. Yeah, right, but not all the way. Right, he says so maybe forty nine and a half. Forty nine and a half, I don't know. Plan I lo right? He said you cannot see my face. Which seems to be a similar idea as the Ramban is talking about here. But then he does show him something. Yeah, but that might be part of the forty nine. That still might be part of the forty nine that he's showing him like a higher level of that. Yeah. Also, Rebbe Kiva, a difficult thing to understand. There's a famous Chazal that Moshe Rabbeinu sees Rebbe Kiva in the future. He has a vision of him that Hashem gives him, and Rebbe Kiva is teaching things, and he's darshaning the crowns on the letters. So the students ask him, you know, where do you know that from? And he says, I know it all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't understand what Rebbe Kiva was saying. The Chachamim say. He's there in the future, Hearing Rabbi Akiva doesn't understand his drasha, and the Talmudim say to Rabbi Akiva, "How do you know that?" He says from Moshe Rabbeinu. Right. So, how do you put this together? How do you understand that? Very difficult Chazal to understand, but maybe just a possibility that, of course, it all comes back to Moshe Rabbeinu. But putting it into your specific generation, you have to live in that generation. So Moshe knew everything that was in the Tagin and the Kesorim, the crowns of the letters and all the Sotos. He knew all of that. But how do you say it in Rebbe Akiva's door? You have to be Rebbe Akiva to say that. And how do you say it in our door? You have to be in our door to say that. If, even if you know the ideas, 
you have to know the generation. So maybe the idea there is Rabbi Yekiva knew those things, how to put it into his time, even in a way which Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't. One possible resolution. Yeah, yeah Regina, please. Everything that happened up, up until the Mishkan, he wrote at Arsenai when he came down. Everything here, t- till that point. Okay, so the question is, did he understand, what about the Pharaohs? Because things would happen before the Mishkan, if he knew they were going to happen, then how did they happen by the will of the people, or bad people, or their own actions? Yeah, we do. And you know, any any type of future vision by a Navi does not impede on people's choice because it's similar to the idea that Hashem knows what we're going to do, yet we still choose. You're in a realm where everything is the same, past, present, and future, so it's all revealed to you. But that knowledge doesn't impact the realm where those choices are taking place. That's one of the most difficult philosophical questions of all time, the Rambam says, right? Right, how do you re- reconcile that? But it's kilo We're judging God's wisdom as if it's man's. And if it, were, if it was man's wisdom, what you know does impact other people's behavior, if you already know. But when you're in the realm of God's wisdom, which is operating on a different scale, it doesn't impact man's choice. So it's an answer and it's not an answer. It's saying God's wisdom is different. Prophecy is different also. Well, certain things he didn't because when Hashem says to him, I will have compassion on who I choose to. But that might be in the realm of the 50th gate. In Yediyas Habore, that might lie within that realm. Because they were saying, the Chachamim say, what was Moshe Rabbeinu asking? When he asked that of Hashem, he was asking, explain to me Tzadik Viralo, Rosh Vitovlo, right? Why do, why do righteous people suffer? Why do wicked people have it good? And Hashem wouldn't answer him. That's my business. And that could also be in the realm of the Shar HaChamishim. You have, to, you have to be God to know how those things work, right? Yeah. Yes, Mrs. Fram, please. So, because the beginning of Sefer Devorim, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Eileha Devorim Asher Diber, these are the words which Moshe spoke, right? Which Hashem spoke to Moshe. So he's speaking in third person. Then after that point, he's quoting those people. He's quoting those people who he's talking about. Okay, yeah, please. Yeah. You're not impacting their, they're still making their 
choices in the in time, right? When it's happening. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Linda, please. Well, those, um, the, the luchos and the broken luchos were there in the Oron, but in addition to that, they put a Sefer Torah next to them. Scroll. scroll. Yeah, those are scrolls, right. How did they even yeah. have those materials? I mean, well, it's parchment. You know, it's parchment and ink. It's not, it's, it's, it's available. Oh, that's, that they did when they went into Eretz Yisrael. They wrote the Torah in 70 languages on stones when they crossed the yarding. That's a separate thing. They didn't schlep those around. Those stayed there in, in place when they went into the land of Israel. That was done by Yoshua bin Nun. And Hashem tells Moshe to do that, but it actually is carried out by Yoshua when they enter the land of Israel. Pretty similar, yeah. yeah I mean, it's a parchment with ink, yeah. It's, it seems to me that it, we don't have him anymore, but anything Moshe Rabbeinu made is not subject to uh, destruction. So the Mishkan was never destroyed. We don't know where, where it is, but never destroyed. The Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. If Moshe Rabbeinu made it, it didn't get destroyed. So it would seem like that. It seemed to me that they would exist, yeah. And probably they're hidden away somewhere with the Mishkan or something like that. Yes, Robinson, yeah. It just it seems like maybe it's a similar to what you were saying with choice and that dilemma that we're saying that Hashem is not knowable, but this is interesting that this Lushan is used. It's not 49, it's 50 minus 1, which seems to imply that that knowledge was created, that Hashem did create that knowledge of him, which of course he could do because he's not limited, but yet it's impossible to know him, but yet it's not impossible for him to create the possibility for the revelation of him. Well, the, 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 the idea that only Hashem knows Hashem is one of those yesodos that's unchangeable. No one can know God but so, beside so, Hashem. Why, why, why I guess so that maybe that's the idea of saying 50 minus 1 is to say that there's always something you can't really get. Always something beyond, oh. right. Always something beyond us. And that, that makes that known, using that lesson, yeah. But it just seems to... Well, notice he says Fshar, right? The Ramban says Fshar. It's possible that this 50th gate, which is not known to us, is the Yediyah Sabore. And he has a question on it. So that would mean it's possible. That it, that it was created. No, no, he's not saying Yediyas Habar was created. That's, that's not created. That's eternal. Whatever God knows was never created. It always was. So that would be the gate of something else that we don't know about. But it's not Yediyas Habar. It's not a knowable thing. But I'm, I'm saying if God wanted to create that, he could, couldn't he? If that's the question where, you know. Can God create a stone he cannot lift, right? So we're, we're taking uh, 
things from our world that have the definitions of our world and, and, and trying to apply them to the Rebana Shalolam, which we can't do. But is it implying by saying that that F-sharp 50th level is... He's not is saying F-sharp is understandable. No, He's F-sharp just saying maybe. No, it's not created. No. He's saying maybe the 50th, gra- 50th gate is Idias Habore. That's a problem, he says, because that's not a created gate. Correct, 49 out of the 50 were created. That 50th one was not created. So then, then I don't understand what he's saying. So if he's saying it's possible that's what it is, but it couldn't be that, then why is he saying it's possible that's what it is? No, I'm not getting it across. Oh, so. Okay, well, I'm missing something. Okay, I'm so address it later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Mira, yeah. Um, you know, the 50, the wisdom, like the 49 gates of wisdom, uh, to me, it seems like the, all, each of those is like a different field that people continue studying. You know, like people who are, uh, like who study the oceans and people who study mm-hmm. the weather and people mm-hmm. who It's more and more wisdom, more right? Right. Wisdom mm-hmm. being discovered. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like limitless. And you see how vast it is, right? That's just one gate. A person studies plants, right? right. A botanist. Yeah. And, and there's more and more things that you know about plants. And the truth is that it might only be half of that gate that they're studying. And even that is, you know, limitless. You can go in any area or field, as you're saying. It goes and goes and goes. And that's just in the realm of science. No, so Moshe Rabbeinu is knowing these things not only on the physical, material level, but on the spiritual level, because he keeps saying, and they're mohus. Right? He knows their essence as well. So we're, we're talking about you know, the greatest knowledge that any human being could possibly achieve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, even so, even, even that. <laughs> Just another gate. Partial gate. <laughs> okay, I just could do a couple more lines. So we're on the th- three lines down on page Dalit. V'chol hanim sir everything that was given over to Moshe Rabbeinu by Hashem, Rabbeinu, b'sha'arei habina, in these gates of bina, hakol nichtav b'torah, it's all written in the Torah. B'perush, it's either written b'perush explicitly, or it's hinted to in the Torah. Betevos, by certain words or letters hinting to them. O bigamatrios, or with gematrios. O betsura saosios, or even the actual form of a letter. Right? The way that the letter He looks like in a Torah, it's hinting to higher things, the actual form. Bikasuvos kihochasan, when the letters are written kahalacha, as they are meant to be, or certain letters in the Torah, which we know from Misora, are supposed to be written in a different way. Kagon halafufos akumos, like bending and twisted letters. Now it's very clear, Vizulasan and other ones, it's very clear from our Sforim that earlier Sifrei Torah 
had many letters that were written in them in an unusual fashion. And we don't have it anymore. We don't have this Musara anymore. Even though we know books where it's alluded to and it's mentioned all the time, like right here in the Ramban, that their earlier Torahs, you could have a letter pay that was written in an unusual fashion. And that was all according to Misora. And if you were to look at a contemporary Sefer Torah like we have, you wouldn't find those. We don't, we don't understand that Misora anymore. All that you'll find in ours are sometimes a letter is written large, or a letter is written small, like the Aleph in Vayikra, and you'll find dots on top of certain letters in the Torah, nukudos that are written there. That Mesorah we still keep, but these unusually formed letters, we don't have that anymore. But they're all hinting to something. O bekutse ha'osiyos ubekisreyen. Not only the letters, but the little stick, little line on top of certain letters, like a letter Bays, or a keser, a three-pronged crown. Look, it looks just like this, and it's on top of seven letters in the Torah, Shin, Ayin, Tes, Nun, Zayin, Gimel, Tzadik. If you look at those letters, you'll see a crown on them, a keser. Kamosha Amru, as the Chachamim said, so every single thing hints to something. Kishola Moshe Lamaram. When Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemayim, Matzah lahakadosh boruchu shahoya kosher kisorim laosios, he found Hashem tying crowns onto letters. Amar lo, so Moshe said to Hashem, Elu lama, what are these for? Amar lo, Hashem said to Moshe, Asid adam echad lidrosh bahem tili tilim shel halachos. In the future, there's a man who will come and he will darshan mountain upon mountain of halachos from these letters. That's what Rebbe was referring to Rabbi Akiva. Ad zu minayin lach. Uh, that's the end of that quote, so how do you know this? That's the end, of, he's just saying end quote there. Amar lahem. So they said to, to Rabbi Akiva, said to his students when they asked him, minayin lach, how do you know this? How do you know these secrets of the, of the letters and the crowns? Rabbi Akiva answered, Halacha Lamosha Misinai. That's how I know them. Because these secrets are so deep that a person could not come to understand them on their own. No matter how smart they are or how deep they are, you can't you can understand it on your own. Ella Mipe El Ad Moshe Misinai. It has to be known through Mesora all the way back, mouth to mouth. Tamosh Rabbeinu at Harsina. And so that Mesora to understand these deep things, which Rabbi Akiva did. All right, so we'll stop there for today. And any questions before we break? Yeah, please, Lindy. Oh, yeah, because the Rishonim even mentioned the Torahs with these unusual letters, so that would certainly be the case, yeah. What's that? I just think it's the length of Golus and you know the distance from Mesorian tradition that we experience. Yeah, yeah. And even though we have books that talk about it and how to do it, but I think we we feel like we're not proficient enough in the Mesorah to do it correctly, so we don't do it anymore. Yeah. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Wonderful week. If you take this with you, please bring it back next week. Put your name on it. It could be yours. You can have it. Just make sure to bring it back.
Oh, we're up next week? Okay. So two weeks.